0: Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Flex 7 from Tencada Protective Fabrics like a trusted turnout jacket you've had for years flex 7 outer shell fabric delivers a perfectly broken-in feel on the very first wear flexible comfortable and powered with the strength of enforced technology flex 7 outer shell fabric is made to move to learn more visit tencatafabrics.com/flex7 flex 7 Powered by enforced technology, only from Tankata protective fabrics. Welcome to another edition of the Larry Conley Radio Show, where we play all the hits, none of the time. I'm David Conley, and I'm with the Glue Clue, uh, which includes uh, rest coach Mama Elaine, and of course our fearless leader who shall remain nameless in certain courts that have to do with child support. At any rate, uh, we got a great guest tonight. We're going to have a good show talking about all things leadership. And so, without further ado, let me introduce our fearless leader, ladies and gentlemen. You know him, you love him. He's the deputy chief over there in beautiful downtown Collinsville, Illinois. It's Larry (sighs)
2: Combs. Thank
3: you. good evening,
0: (laughs) and um, welcome to another edition of the show. um it's hot outside man the, the summer
3: uh, st louis
0: don't mess around like it, it'll go from like like three degrees to like a little warm again. <laughs> ah,
3: we're here summer's here mm-hmm. watering out. so so
0: anyway it uh it's been a hot day but uh we're uh we're, we're glad to be back and uh, thank god for air conditioning and we, yes. didn't have, we didn't have that growing up we had big fans in the window yes,
3: in the window mm-hmm. and,
2: and, and,
0: Blue on each other. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: you remember those days, don't you, Dave? You know. Been, oh, so, I do. I do. Thank God for Central Mom did the best mm-hmm. she could. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. We had the Martin Luther King fans with John F. on one side and Martin Luther King on the other side and the funeral home advertisement. Mm. So, Always singing mm-hmm. "None but the Righteous." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was on a wooden stick, and you kind of wave, mm-hmm. wave your fan in there, and, and we and waved shall waved overcome.
3: There, you know, so, even even so. the Right.
0: Right. <laughs> right. And, uh, I remember that growing up, you go in most of our friends and relatives' house, and they always had uh, three pictures on the wall: you had Jesus, and you had Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy on the wall. That was the,
3: mm-hmm.
0: that was the trifecta, you know,
3: of mm-hmm.
0: like the saviors uh, on the wall. So uh, there mm-hmm. you go. Um, so mm-hmm. we're talking a long time ago. You kids probably don't realize, like, who is John F. Kennedy, and, mm-hmm. and hopefully, all know Jesus. So I mean, right, right defend anyone but hopefully all right, you're, right. you know but anyway uh we're gonna um we up for another great show. David and I when we uh, we've been doing this I guess over a decade now. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and it's always fun. We're gonna be um I guess by the time you all see this show we've we'll have been to EDI Call Homes, the Call Homes EDI executive mm-hmm. D- Institute down in beautiful downtown New Orleans, Louisiana, (coughs) located at the campus of Dillard, historic Dillard University. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that more um, probably after the show because we'll know how well received it was. (laughs) But we've been Mm -hmm. down there eight or nine years now, and that's always a great time to hang out with um, our brothers and sisters in the fire service. Who are looking to be promoted,
3: um, at
0: level up, if you will, and uh, contribute to the fire service in 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 bigger capacities to really help out, have voices at some of the necessary tables, and it was always a uh, a great uh, forum for that whole week of EDI to um, <clears throat> get all the participants to learn. So, Dave and I would have been honored to be. Part of the teaching cadre, and to uh, make sure that we add what we know about leadership and personal leadership to the to the uh, to the teaching cadre to the curriculum. So, uh,
3: mm-hmm.
0: so looking forward. To, um,
3: the,
0: the, the thing I like about <clears throat> excuse me going to um, the call homes EDIs because they speak to you. Um, everyone there, we call everybody chief whether you're chief or not, it doesn't matter your rank. Um, everybody is chief. And we do that because we're trying to plant a seed of ownership in your advancement. Now, you may, may or may not want to be a chief, and you don't have to um, be a chief. <clears throat> but what you will get away, get some of the takeaways you will get out of the, of the experience is you will know that your job is more than just coming to work and doing the necessary necessary t- chores or whatever on the job. You will know um, a bigger spectrum of what the job and the why you're doing things and things of that sort. And understanding the why is really important, but also not only understanding the why is important, <clears throat> one thing I like is that you learn how to be a leader in the fire service, before you're an official leader, before the badge, before you get um, the you know the official pin pinned on ceremony, and everybody's not going to 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 get that in the fire service, but you need everybody. Everybody's important. So if you spend the next 30, 35 years on the job and you never promote, it's no excuse to still not to be a leader. Of yourself, at least. And when you become a leader of yourself, then you become a better leader and better team member for your team. And those are the kind of things we need. Actually, even though we need better leaders all the time in the fire service, you know, who we really need is we really need people who understand the assignment, you know. work for the next 30 years and you, you're a private or a firefighter. I will not won't mistakenly say just a firefighter because there's no such thing as just a firefighter with the work that we do. When you're a positive contributor to that team, you make it easier for the official leader of that team. <clears throat> so I've always wanted to, you know, when we talk about glue, growing leaders using empowerment, empowerment is that. It's a key word in it. I've always tried to uh, be a, the kind of company officer when I was a captain to try to make sure that my crew was empowered. They knew what I knew. They knew their job. They knew my job. I wanted all of us to be interchangeable because you never know at any given time where someone has to step up to the plate. And if you don't empower them, they always have to wait for marching orders. You're doing it wrong. You're mm-hmm. really doing it So that requires a certain amount of guidance. and Hopefully the people in charge uh, feel the the sense of empowerment as well and pass it on to you as a crew member. But even if they don't, what you need to do is get Dave and I to come in and teach a class for you.
3: (laughs) Come with (laughs) it. Come on. Preach, preach (laughs) on (laughs) But No,
0: but seriously, uh, whether we do it or not, Being the leader of you is always priority one. And when you're the leader of you, then everything else will fall in line. Uh, The more leaders I have on my team, whether they're official leaders or whatever, um, it makes the job serving our citizens a whole lot easier. So you need to be a leader before you get the badge. You need to have your personal leadership intact before it's official. And... <clears throat> not just saying it like some kind of um, self-help guru affirmation you do in the mirror every day. You need to actively be doing it at work. And I don't know too many people who, um, if they were to, say, pull out a tool and say, let me learn more about this, that somebody um, wants walk up to them and say, hey, what are you doing there? Hey, I'm trying to learn more about this tool. Okay, well, let's work together. You don't realize that little that little piece of, of, of action that you just did goes a long way in your personal leadership and you become better for you and your team. <coughs> Excuse me, allergies. So what I'm the reason I'm excited tonight is because we have um firefighter Jessica Jackson who's um or let me let me rephrase that, acting yeah. captain. Get it right. Mm-hmm. I want to get uh, get so she might get reached through the screen here and smack her brother, you know. But <laughs>
3: I know, uh, you know
0: acting captain, <clears throat> acting captain <laughs> Jessica Jackson and um, Jessica Jackson been <clears throat> acting captain a little six months at at her engine house um, since her captain retired, and uh, <clears throat> patiently waiting for the um, promotional process to happen in St. Louis um, for the St. Louis. Um, the reason I brought Jessica on, because for a long time, I met Jessica years ago, probably over 17 years ago now, when I was assigned to Engine Company Eight as a private and Jessica came to the eights, I fresh out the academy. <clears throat> and at the time, the um, the lead instructor, I went down to the academy for some business and I heard this loud voice coming from the tower. Like, come
3: on, you can do it. What are you doing? You're too slow. And I said, boy, I
0: like some some leadership going on over there. Who, who, who's that loud voice over there? You know, and 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 Jessica's six three, so she was taller than everybody in the academy. So you, you saw the loud voice. You saw towering over people and motivating people. And she was a recruit. And she was. And I said, I told the to, told the lead instructor at that point. I said, you know like you got yourself a leader over there. He said, yeah, she, she's the truth already. So we were, we were able to recognize then that um, we had something special coming on the St. Louis Fire Department. <clears throat> so I said, well, where in your house is she going to? And he said, hey, well, well, we we don't know yet. So next thing we know, she's at Engine House 8, but she was on the east ship and I was on the sea ship. But there, we began to see that wasn't the flute of what she was doing in the academy. She came and, and really um took like a fish to water when it came to firefighting um over at engine house eight. <clears throat> and we weren't the busiest fire company in the city. However, the eights were in the in the, in the area that if they said fire in the house, it was a fire in the house. And most of the time the eights were first in. And we got a lot of wards coming out the house, a little, little bit of the engine house, you barely fit the fire truck. In. But nonetheless, it was a great time and a great experience. But Jessica was on a great crew. Her She had a captain, uh, Captain Kevin Shearer, was a great teacher. Um, she had a great battalion chief, and then she had great uh, supporting crew when you talk about and, and um, that you see, you probably see a lot of you watch any um St. Louis TV. Um, Garen's always on TV. It's Mr. Mr. Captain Hollywood there, you know. The Crew were, were really great trainers. And Jessica was always a good student. She always listened. Sometimes she's very hard headed And um, had to get um some life experiences to figure it out. But after she did, then she um she learned those lessons and used those lessons to move on. She moved on from there to a couple of more engine houses. Right now she's stationed at Engine House 22 in St. Louis, and um, she's the boss. And every day um, she's the boss. They do training as her being the boss. Every day she's the boss. She's always um, doing something to better her crew. And not only that, she does a lot of different things outside of the fire House or the, the confines of the St. Louis Fire Department. She's in school, um, finally, that the loan talks about that, but she's in school and getting her bachelor's degree in uh, fire science. Uh, uh, she's going in, got her instructor too. And not to mention just any class that comes to town that she can make, she's um, at that class. She doesn't wait for the city to pay for it. If there's something she can afford to do, she makes time to go do it. These, and the reason I'm bringing all this up is because these are the traits of a leader before you get the official gold badge. She's doing all of this as a silver badge person and doesn't need um, the official accolades of it. She's doing it anyway, which means by the time the official thing happens, she's gonna be a plus as an officer to the St. Louis Fire Department. So, um, So we're looking forward to that day anyway, I figured since David and I mostly talk about um, leadership is not something that has to be appointed to you. leaders, just something that you do, who you are, who you develop into, then um, what better person to um, discuss that with tonight and who epitomizes what we talk about than Jessica. Um, And I would like to take some credit for it in the sense that when we first rolled out We did a soft opening here in St. Louis at the Community College. I remember Bobby Alden came to town and we had a nice crowd out. And uh, Jessica was one of the first people to attend it. She didn't, you know, I was just like, hey, take a chance. I don't know if this is going to work out or not, but one of our brochures, I think, even has her on it as a participant of our scenario. So so she was a believer from the get go. So I'd like to say, you know, that was like when she saw that experience, that class, she said, "Hey, I too can be a leader. Let me let me go mm-hmm. do some of the stuff I learned in glue with Did you know? Who knows where I might end up? So uh, that's probably not the story, but it sounds good. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, but anyway, we're going to for the next uh, for, for the next little bit. We're going to talk to Jessica and get her take. I know we talk about it. And I know I've done it from personal experience. somebody who's acting doing it now, um, we want to get Jessica's input and her her take on her motivation on being a leader um, without the badge or being a leader. Period, and really maximize her personal leadership. So, ladies and gentlemen, acting captain of the St. Louis Fire Department, Jessica, better known in the hood as Jessica Jackson.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right you quite often. Thank you, Garen Mosby. (laughs) Well, thank you thank you guys for having me. Uh, This is family here, so this is awesome that I finally get to be on this podcast. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, well, you was on years ago. You still Well there.
0: No, I was just saying you were on her years ago. I think you and Genevieve and a few Mm -hmm. other people when we had Ladies Night years ago, so... Yeah, yeah so we're still doing it uh jessica's like family um i've helped raise her kids she helped raised mine We spent the night over in each other's house and um, um you know being a mom who was pretty much doing it herself we all were a village help and helping make sure that mm-hmm. our kids straight their everyone. i'm gonna say i guess in the big scheme of things all our kids are grown now and doing big things mm-hmm.
4: so they are they are we did, yeah. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. we did I
0: don't um, give no more child
4: support. You don't give no more child hey,
0: support. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, 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 hey. Thank God, you know, I can put some gas for <laughs> <in my mouth. laughs> now. And, and eat more than those ramen noodles, you know. So
3: it's, mm-hmm.
0: but it's fun being on this side of it, yeah. Yeah, I forget that is kind of a loss. It was a loss. It, it was a it was a gain for me and a loss for you, because you don't get child support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I
4: was- I was prepared for it.
3: Yeah,
0: that's why you're trying to become a captain. I get it. Make,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Make up for that loss. Yeah, Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel you, girl. I feel you. Anyway, so uh, let's kick it off. Jessica, uh, I know you and I have a lot of conversations that are, um, you know, over the phone, over a drink, over whatever, just discussing life and, and, and the job and, and everything. And, uh, and a lot of times I always want I say to myself, sometimes we come over these great revelations. I said, Man, that 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 would be been good if we recorded that. You know, we 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 say You know, so hopefully they help us tonight. You know, tonight it will be like we say some good stuff, but it won't be that stuff we said. Maybe mm-hmm. we should all have a drink and I hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this podcast is yeah. yeah.
3: mm-hmm.
0: sponsored by Jack Daniels, Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Jack uh, and Daniel.
3: Right, right, right.
0: Mm-hmm. You
2: know,
0: but seriously, I want to uh so every day you get up and um you go to work and um you know and, and I know every day is a chance to be excellent and, and give our citizens the best of what you have to offer, excuse me. And I know these days sometime, um, well, let me say this and everybody knows this if you're watching this, you most likely, or a firefighter, we have a lot of downtime at the firehouse. I mean, so a lot of times people don't seem to get excited until the bell rings. And when the bell rings, then everybody like hear the hero music and jump in action and, and help the citizens. But what motivates you to um, train and and keep things fresh and moving and fluid and active during that downtime before the bell hits and how do you get people to listen to you because you don't have the gold badge yet so how do you motivate the crew to um, you know, move like you want them to move even though you're not the official leader yet?
4: Part of it I would say is pride Um, it's funny when we come on this job, St. Louis, their quote is justifiably proud. I've probably said that more times in my career, just in general for the job, but I actually mean it. I am proud. And so, you know, when you go on scene, you want to make sure you know what you're doing. You don't want other people showing you up. Years ago, when I was at the eights, Garen Mosby said something about me being competitive. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I didn't play sports. I'm not competitive. He was like, oh, yes, yes, you are. Because, you know, just the smallest thing, even raising a flag and getting back down to the turntable, just the smallest little thing, you know, Garen was like, make sure you beat them. Make sure you're better than them. You're going to make that plug faster than them. You're going to do this better than them. And I was like, okay, let's do it, you know, not realizing I am quite competitive and when you know that with firemen, you can use that in your as an advantage. And so you don't want other people to outdo you. You you want to make sure you know what you're doing. You don't want to look like a fool. you got the public looking at you. So with that, we have plenty of downtime, plenty of times to work on stuff. You know, if something doesn't go right, we adapt, we overcome, and then get back to the firehouse and figure it out. What did we do wrong? How can we make it better? Um, and so when I get up in the morning, I love my job. You know, we all have good days. We all have bad days. We talked about that earlier. <clears throat> so when I go to work, I just always try to leave everything at home, all my problems, you know, all the stuff that's going to make make me, my mental preparedness, not be there. So that way, when I get to work, I'm ready to go and we can work on what we need to work on.
0: Good deal. So you mm-hmm. wrote, oh, so give me a, give me a, um Put me inside of the, the spirit and the brain and the mindset of a Jessica Jackson getting up, going to work, and when you get to work. I, you
4: that?
0: Walk, 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 walk me through a twenty four hour day and be sure in here.
4: <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Where you want to be in here? <laughs>
0: right. Mm-hmm. Right. Not really, but it, right. it, it might be good for the ratings. You
4: know, so. okay, we'll, right. we'll do the radio version now. Um, it's actually changed. I'd say over this, it's changed in a couple different steps, from firefighter to, you know, having a leader that wasn't such a good leader, and me stepping up to. She's, you know, we got uh, my captain, she retired. And so now I have to step up no matter what to now they've appointed me as acting captain. And so now I'm at the point to where no matter what I'm in charge ultimately. So, you know, even before it it actually starts before I go to the firehouse, you know, I make sure my clothes are ready, everything's prepared. So that way I'm not rushing in the morning that way. Um, I can have time for myself when I get to work, then I'm prepared and ready for them. Um, kind of goes back to that mental preparedness thing, you know, m- mentally unprepared, pardon me. <coughs> um, recently, I've just started walking in the morning. I get up at five and I just walk for 30 minutes um, with me taking classes for college, um, preparing for another captain's test. <laughs> And then also the responsibilities of work. I needed to figure out some time for me, something that was just mine that I could just release. So now I get up at 5 a.m. I go for my little 30-minute walk. I get back usually somewhere about 5.45, depends on how long it takes me to wake. I get my stuff ready. I go to work. I be there at 6.30. Um, I'm relieving captains. Before when I was a private, I got there at seven. That's what everyone expected. That's what everyone agreed on. We make relief at seven. Now, you know, you get there a little earlier because as captains. Um, As a leader, I want that time to speak with the captain and discuss about stuff without all the interactions of the guys or their jokes or, you know, their input. And so we get there a little early. Um, I allow them to do what they got to do Eight o'clock. We do, I do roll call. Not every inch house does roll call. I do. Um, I want them to know what do I, what I expect. Um, maybe what's going on for the day. Uh, what am I cooking for dinner? <laughs> you know, we mm-hmm. gotta figure out what's food, what, what's going to be on. Mm-hmm. The, um, and, um, then they do their housework and then we train. I try to let them decide, Hey, if there's like a new guy subbing or something, You know, I'll say, hey, is there something you want to go over? Sometimes, you know, one guy one day said ladders. So we started going over ladders. We watched some YouTubes, pulled some ladders out. Um, There was, I asked them about familiarizations. Um, I do one every cycle. And I let everyone have an option to pick and choose. Every cycle, someone picks something or somewhere. They don't choose. And we drive into the store, and I'll be like, "Oh, wait a minute, let's pull over here," <laughs> and mm-hmm. I find some I find something for us to look at. Not always do we get to, you know, um, if we don't pre plan with a company, then sometimes they won't let us in or they're too busy. Um, but outside of that, you know, train a little bit. We have Forest Park right down the street, so it's great to go down there to make plugs and throw water and do some evolutions and. Um, as far as leadership goes, I really try to encourage them by doing it with them. Um, yeah, I have 17 years on, someone called me a veteran the other day and I was like, what? Cause I still feel like, still like 10 years on, you know, and I still want to still want the tip. I still want to go in. I still want to fight fire. And so I still try to do this. I expect them to do the same thing as I would. So if I ask you to climb a ladder, I'm climbing the ladder too, you know, if, I ask you to pull off hoses. I do, too. But it only betters me, and it kind of gives me that reassurance. Yeah, you can still do this. <laughs> and so and I guess by, that's how our day is, you know. And, um, you know, if by chance something happens and say we didn't do it perfectly, then it's a great time to come back and nip it in bud right then and there. Come back to the firehouse. Pull out some SOGs. Pull out some tools. Figure it out, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. What what are some of the things that um, you observed from leaders before you know when you were a private and early on in your seventeen years that well as I guess a an A and B part uh, question but some things that you observed that you said hey that's something I'm gonna take with me and that you may still do today or encourage among the people who uh, you're charged with and the B clause is some things that you said oh I absolutely won't do that, or should never do that, or, you know, I didn't like how that affected me, so I won't do that. Um, You know, like, what are the, the positives and negatives that you learn from leaders you had that makes you the leader you are?
4: Interesting that you asked that, because I honestly think I've had one of the best captains on the department, Um mm-hmm. and then I think I've had one that needs some work. And so, mm-hmm. You know, one captain was the type that he knew how to deal with everyone individually. So like his, he learned each person's learning style. So Mm -hmm. he was able to say, you know, if I just let this person know I'm disappointed, then they're going to autocorrect and fix it themselves. But maybe this person, I need to show them, put some hands on it and let them see this is how you're supposed to do it. And so his teaching style was phenomenal. Um, When I first came on the job, I had to be an EMT. And for me, I need to do it. I'm that type of person. Just let me do it. And so he appointed me as the EMT on the truck. I did all medical calls. If I needed help, I would just look at him and he knew I needed help. Eventually it got to where I quit looking at him. You know and so i try to use that in my type of teaching too is okay well today you're doing this and you're doing that if you need help i got you um i I don't have anyone brand new like i was when i came on but just you know learning people's teaching style learning how to motivate because everyone's motivation and desire to be motivated and all that is a little different so finding what works for each person kind of where I'm still learning a little bit. Um, So far, so good. I'm getting them to do some stuff I want them to do that they normally wouldn't. Um, And then on the opposite end of it, um, actually, I did it, and that's micromanaging. When I first went to the 32s for a few years, it's a really busy house. It's like the third busiest, maybe second, third busiest house in the city. I went there intentionally so that way I could ride the seat when my captain was off. I wanted to get the experience. And one day a guy came to me and was like, Jess, you micromanaging. We can do the job. And I was just like, no, I don't. And that got in my feelings. I went home and I Googled micromanaging. What does that mean? And what is he talking about? And I was like, oh, I do.
3: <laughs> it was your picture and they're like.
4: <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh mm. no. And mm. so. Basically, micromanaging, uh, for those who are listening, <laughs> if you don't actually understand, it's when you don't have faith in yourself or faith in your crew. And therefore, um, you try to tell them exactly how to do it. Well, these guys have been on the job and they knew how to do their job. And there's more than one way to, I guess it's the old saying is more than one way to skin a cat. Well, there's more than one way to do some stuff on the job and you can get the same results. <laughs> And that was how um one of my captains was and I was and it drove me nuts. So I can imagine how it was when I did it. And so we 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 had a few discussions about it, you know, and I just kept reinforcing the fact that it still got done the way you wanted it done, just not in the in the mechanism of how you wanted it done. I guess that's the way I don't know how else to say it. Um what she, what she, he, and the captains were that um, I had that would micromanage. It was kind of like, hmm. um, for instance, mopping the floor. We got to mop the floor every day because we use the kitchen. You know, this person would make the bucket for us, and I'm like, oh, I can do this. Well, you guys don't make the bucket right, but the floor gets mopped every day. If we, if you don't make the bucket for us, the floor will get mopped every day. And so it's just simple stuff, but that leads to bigger things too, you know, how you drive and stuff like that. So I really try not to micromanage. I really try and let the guys, you know, make their way. If I see somewhere along the line that, okay, we're going to this run and you've passed it, then maybe I'll say something, you know, but I I let the guys, you know, pretty much do their thing. They got time on, so.
0: Yeah, that's a um... – That's a weird balance you have to do, especially when you go from one uh, role to the next. I remember mm-hmm. when I promoted the captain. Uh, there were things that I was just used to, years of doing it a certain way, that was a little bit of what I was taught um, and and what I was taught along with the way I preferred to do it. And and so so when I got promoted and people weren't doing it that way. I was like, well, they're doing it wrong. <laughs> and so it, it did became one where so I had to sit on my hands, shut my mouth, grit my teeth, and then check the end result. And if the end result was the same, then like it say, it's more than one way. And and then they also let me know too, I, I was doing it wrong in the sense that, um, you know, there, there are things when you are um, the official leader, captain, chief, or whatever, there are things that you can do that your firefighters can't do. But you can do everything they do. So you gotta find that balance between you must not be doing enough of what you're supposed to be doing if you're worried about everything that they're doing. You must not be doing enough as efficient as you can. Because if you get called to the carpet from your superiors, you can't say, Well, you know, I was busy helping with washed the fire truck or I was busy making my water. You know, I, I didn't have time to do the stuff that was required. I was, I was doing this because they was doing it wrong. Uh, that's, that's not going to be, that's not going to sit well with your chief or whoever's, you know, uh, your superior. So you have to uh, find that balance between making sure it gets done, uh, making sure it gets done to the exact desired end, but giving them respecting your crew mm-hmm. to uh, to use maximize what they know um to get the job done and then it makes the job for everybody a lot easier that's that's a big part of empowerment you
4: know mm-hmm. one, more, one more thing David um mm-hmm. there was a time when there wasn't the best leadership and me and Larry had talked about this on certain occasions and where I, I didn't have, so you have a senior man in there or a senior person, and then you have your captain and those are kind of the people that decide how things are going to go for the day. Um, what kind of training you're going to do and stuff like that. There was a time I didn't have either one of that. Um, my senior man didn't step up. My captain wouldn't step up and me and Larry talked about it. And so it became a situation where I would step up, you know? Um, if things didn't go right on a run, I would pull out SOGs to the point to where the captain would be like, okay, well, next day we're going to go over SOGs. Like, we already did. You know, they would wait till it was, you know, like four days later. Um, or situations to where it didn't even have anything to do with the captain, but just stuff that I learned from the 8s or the 32s that they didn't um, do in other entry houses. I'd be, I'd start to do it. They're like, well, no, that's not your job. You know, I'm the driver. I'm supposed to do that. Instead of saying, Well, do it, I would just do it. And that's kind of that competitiveness, you know, that pride that firemen firemen have pride and they're very competitive. And I'd be dang if they're gonna let me outdo them. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot of them like that. So using that, then I would also say, Okay, well, you know, I'm gonna do this every day if you're not gonna do it. All right, I'm gonna do it now as an acting captain some of the stuff I did years ago is still being done because I took the lead and did it and so mm-hmm. instead of saying oh he ain't doing it or you know gripe about it or complain about it you get a lot of guys in the firehouse that want to gripe and complain and then the next thing you know Tom and Harry's jumping on their bandwagon I'm the person that goes the other way you know I don't mm-hmm. make it work so
1: very cool Out of all of the, you know, there's a lot of leadership, uh, out there. A lot of people have their takes on it or what have you. Um, and you got, you know, nearly 20 years doing this. What would you say, you know, throughout your career, the evolved, uh, leader in you is, that is different than, you know, say other leaders like, um, I don't know, like a Larry Conley. What's different about you um than him, other than you know, better to look at?
4: Oh, ha! Ah. <laughs> nice. I do have that one in the bag. <laughs> um <Right. laughs> but I get that feeling. <laughs>
3: <Sure>.
4: <laughs> um, don't see. we all,
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> um I know I am. So prior to the fire department, I took care of the elderly and I ended up doing that for about 20 years. I love the elderly. I am my empathy and my compassion. Um, But then again, I'm very emotional too. Larry can contest to that. He's my uh, guy I call when I'm too emotional and I don't want to act on emotion. Um, But I think a lot of it has to do with my passion my empathy my kid, not saying that Larry does not saying that other great leaders don't. Um, sure. I know I'm very passionate and I care wholeheartedly, sometimes too deeply that Larry ends up hearing about it. And I have to call him and vent, you know, I don't want to act out of emotion. Um, we recently just had this discussion about a month ago. Um, I still, to this day, I get emotional and, um, I don't know if it's the estrogen. I don't know what it is. Mama Lane. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes we just get a little emotional. But I think it's just my passion, my drive to to want to care for people and make sure everyone is okay. Um, my first captain on the job used to have a T-shirt made for us. And it said, in Latin, bringing order to chaos. And that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And I take it to heart. Mm-hmm. So on. You know, person's worst day, I have to be there and I have to make sure my crew is ready to be there. I don't care if it's the first time we've met this person or the 10th time. You know, obviously something is wrong and I'm passionate to make sure to make their day better.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, um, I think that comes through because um, um, Jessica has now done even better at mastering um, doing what needs to be done, and then venting about it later. You know, her and I've been—we've we, been part of our own training cadre for a long time over the years. Me, her, and a few, a few other people, and um, so we've been the training ground doing live fires or whatever. And somebody one of the other trainers are doing something wrong. She, boy, I can see her. She when she running toward me. Like, like one of the movies is slow motion. Like, no,
3: was, let me tell you what's going on.
0: Here. Calm down, me, you know. So we have to, we have to maintain because I, it wasn't that what she said wasn't important or didn't need uh, immediate attention. What I was, what I was uh, concerned about as a leader is that as students, you don't want the students to feel like that. The the leadership is disjointed and and especially by fire and things like that. So I would say, okay, well, let's you know let's let's talk about it over here, and then let's um, gotta take a break so we can reset. Let's do that. But uh, but you know, sometimes Jessica's great to break shop, shut it down right there. She would stop, drop, shut them down.
3: <laughs> you know, That's mm-hmm. how. So uh
0: so anyway she's like she learned, learned how to uh control that. Uh, one question I wanted to ask too, since if we've both been knowing this, this person um for seventeen years. Um what um, what would today's Jessica tell first year Jessica? At first, you're Jessica. Was looking at place, Jessica and say, "Hey, tell me something about leadership, and, and tell me something about this thing called the fire service and all that." Well, we'll a little girl, well, nine, okay, six three, but um, little girl on the job. You know, um, uh, here, here's what you need to know, and here, yeah, here are the pitfalls. Yeah, uh, what what would you tell um, young Jessica in her twenties?
4: First off, you notice didn't mentioned how tall I am a few times. Stop hating. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, it's one crazy. day you'll be tall. And...
0: Yeah, one day I'll grow mm. up and be just like. <laughs> mm-hmm. for you now, just don't like being
1: called shorty.
0: You take the worst.
1: On not <laughs> <laughs>
3: right, right. But
4: anyway, um, yeah. Right. So. It's actually a couple things. things. Um, as a woman on this job, women tend to take, take things personally. And there's no room for that on this job. Uh, you have to be thick skinned. Another would be to never stop learning. Uh, initially, when I came on, I jumped in, was taking classes. And then I did a big break. Um, I was raising kids and thought I was too busy, you know, and I I didn't take classes or do anything for myself for a long time, for some years. And then I jumped back into it, you know, maybe what, five, six years ago, but uh, was to never stop because, you know, the change in fires and the way they behave and what we do on this job is never ending. And so I would have said, stay in college finish your degree. Even if I got onto the fire department that first year, I could have went back to school. I could have made it work. You know, I'm making it work now where there's a will, there's a way. Um, So schooling would be the most important. important. The second part would be, you know, not to take things personal. And then uh, I think I did a good job of keeping some mentors, good mentors around. Um, But finding those good mentors earlier on, you know, and being able to talk to them. This job, no one knows everything. No one will ever know everything on this job. Um, You can read every book there is, you're gonna forget something, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't remember it all. And so having people in your pocket, when you do have a question that you can ask them anything or everything, um, I think is a good one too, Um, I guess. There's a whole lot. Don't go here. Don't go out with that person. <laughs> we won't get into that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of those cases are still pending. Um,
3: okay.
1: <laughs> no, but, um, the, the other thing is, like Larry said, early on, you were uh, in what was what, the soft launch or the inaugural launch of the Empower Model, and then you've been uh, in uh, Larry's presence for a number of years, you know, uh, getting any of that uh, empower model wisdom, um, and this is to put you on the spot since you're on our show, and this is a way just so you know to get quickly cut off if you say the wrong thing. But now, seriously, uh, is there? <laughs> a, do you see?
4: What
3: do I need to do? Right, right. Do you yeah, see? I've got, I got um, the offering plate. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you very much. Do you see, um, like, yourself using uh, any of the elements of the model? And if so, how are they working for you? In I'm just saying with regard to being, you know, sort of the leader, even before you were getting the gold badge, like that's one of the things that uh, we talk about when we go out. So you being the, the sort of living embodiment of that, I'm just curious as to do you actually see the impact of, you know, some of those empower model principles on, on your life and your
3: leadership.
4: So I can't give you like specific examples on the empower model. I don't remember what they are. It's been so long since I've taken it. Um, but Mm -hmm. me and Larry have talked over the years and I get, um, how do I say this? I get a special version of, the empowerment model, I get a special version of glue because I get Larry telling me this stuff on a constant basis. I will say though, I do specifically remember when I took glue, I was on the stage. And I had to deal with you, David (laughs) at the time we we were doing some skit and you were at a, we were at a restaurant or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember taking away from it on what is the best way to be positive and to get people to do what I want them to do, but in a positive way. And so I, I know the empowerment model, even today, I was just speaking with someone the other day about it on how at the job you know i don't want to just be a leader you know i want to empower them to be better than me you know i want to power them and give them the tools to do my job and my chief's job you know and so i can't give you like specific examples on the empowerment model um because i get it on the (laughs) sly me and larry but some of what you're uh, talking
1: about with the with the training, uh, you know, and with making sure that everybody is is trained and things like that, um, a lot of that, the proactivity seems to come through. Uh, of course, the empower model is uh, the E for envision, the M for mutual victory. Uh, the P for, uh, being proactive. O for organizing priorities. The, uh, W for working together or synergizing the team. The E for empathetic listening. So you're really, uh, taking in what the other person is saying and getting to know, uh, your crew and the people around you. And the R is for the recharge, which would be things like training and increasing your knowledge, but also your, uh, cultural IQ, your emotional IQ, uh, and that kind of thing. And rest, of course. Uh, because I'd be kicked out of the wheel if I didn't say that while I have a breast coach on the the call. But, uh, yeah, um, so with all of those being the elements of the model, just some of what you've been talking about, you can see Mm -hmm. that you, uh, you know, are using it. And the fact that you're using without being able to recall those elements is, you know, also a a testament to you and what you're doing. So that's good.
4: I'm blessed in that aspect that I have, Larry. Me and Larry talk about the end game on a lot of in different aspects because there's no one end game. There's several end games, you know. Um, the end game trying to get the guys to do what I want. The end game trying to get the gold badge, you know. The end game on, um, you know, me finishing college or the end game when he was finishing college, you know. And so, um, yeah, there's a lot of those aspects that we just talk. It's not like we talk empowerment. We just talk, and that's just how we is all of those aspects throughout our conversation. So I'm one of those ones. I'm a little bit blessed.
0: Well, yeah, it's always a, um, when you're discussing things with, and and, and it's not, you know, just a one-way street. A lot of times when Jessica and I talk, you know, it makes me reflect a lot on things that that I'm thinking about. I'm not always the most... um, I would like to be in my head. I am very empathetic and very Mm -hmm. compassionate, but uh, we we weren't raised
3: that way. (laughs) But
0: but what I'm saying is that, um, you know, so I have to learn, I, I do learn and pick that up, that there is a um, you know, you need some compassion with your passion, you know, and when you are able to um, bring that, then I think you do an even better job for our citizens. I know on our, on my crew, when I was at the 13th, I had uh, Galen Taylor and uh, and uh, Jessica, and I, Jessica's going to laugh because she knows where I'm going with this, but, you know, we call got Jay- Galen Huggy Bear because no matter what situation is in, you almost don't have to give the, the patients, any any medicine, medical care, so if Galen sees him hurting, he's going to hug him and, and talk to him and almost say a prayer with him and they'll be like, you know what, I don't even need the ambulance now because, you know, you did you you did wonders, you know, because that's the most empathetic, compassionate brother I know when it comes to patient care. We call him Huggy Bear for all that, you know, But but so... I was able to cheat for a long time because Gaylon's on my crew almost the whole time I was at the 13th. And so, you know, where I might, where I might be, not be as compassionate about stuff because I was busy trying to make sure that, you know, everyone stayed safe and we got the correct resources and the timely matter and they got the correct care that, that fill in the gap, that fill in the blank, that kind of stuff that might flip through the cracks when it comes to um, compassion. Um, that's where Galen was masterful at that. So I was lucky to have him on my crew. You remember um, a few years ago, they had a rescue. He was working on a, another ship at the 13th. They had a rescue where they had to pull these people out. And I think they got Galen on camera, or on the snapshot from the newspaper. After they rescued this lady and got her down uh, onto solid ground, he's hugging. You know, he knows notice, like, you know, you know, so it was just, you know, yeah, so when you gotta hug your bird, I ain't gotta be compassionate, you know. So But it is. But Jessica possessed those same qualities when she's worked um uh, with me um on you know, overtime on the ship with you know if if she was working there because Galen was off that day, you could best believe it, that that patient or or we had to, you know, help somebody out of fire or something like that, they're going to get uh, she's not going to let it go until they get what they need. They need Red Cross. They need a ambulance. They need to go in back in and get their teddy bear or something. She's going to go the extra mile to make sure. And sometimes she went back and got the kids teddy bear for them too, you know, but no. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Wait, what? <laughs> no.
0: But what? But seriously, uh, so that's what, uh, those are things to make a great firefighter and great leader as well. And if I lacked on any of you I had to, you know, step that up as far as I'm concerned. Um, the um, uh, the, the, one of the things we've talked about over the years, and you really have turned it up, uh, maybe the five, five to ten years almost last five to ten years, you really ramped stuff up, um, based on some of the stuff we talked about a long time ago. Do you see wh- what kind of value you now see in? The statement I told you a long time ago about um, it's okay to work for the fire department, which is the St. Louis Fire Department, but it's even better to work for the Fire Service, more fulfilling and all that. And so since then, you've done things like you know got some certificates, your instructor, you lead instructor in school, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, even though you didn't just immediately do it. And we had to talk about it, you know, in different increments over time. Uh, What kind of value do you see working for um, in your personal leadership journey, working for the fire service and not just exclusively for the fire department?
4: Uh, I got a lot out of it and I learned more. It's funny. It actually started with you. You kind of set me on that path. Um, We were doing the fire one and two class and then evaluate that in the county. And so prior to that, I was all just St. Louis City. You know, they take a class, I took it, that was it. With you opening doors so that, and it wasn't just me, there was a couple of us actually would start going out to the county and doing stuff with them. And then once you make, friends and you get to know people and they're like oh this class is given and I was able to do other things outside the fire outside the fire department for the fire service I think honestly it made me a better person and a better firefighter and a better leader um I had a chance to go to Saint or to um, Switzerland Zurich Switzerland and that was a job swap where two firefighters came here and two of us went there. And then uh, I had a chance to go to Africa. And we, of course we went, um, a, five of us, a cadre of 24 went to Africa. And so seeing how so there's 3 million people in Africa and the resources that they didn't have and then going to Zurich and having you know, the same amount of people they have in San Francisco, Um, and having all the money in the world and all the brand new apparatuses and stuff and coming back to St. Louis really humbled me. Um, I really, made me love St. Louis even more, um, because that, and we're like in that sweet spot in the middle. So it made me want to do more. It made me want to be a better leader. It made me, you know, I seen how some people were working with really nothing. And here I have a lot. We have a lot of resources compared to say Africa. And so, um learning with other people, you see a different perspective or you know a different way to do things. I was able to bring that back and say, "Hey, guys, we went over this today, and you know maybe we could try this, or you know, but well, let's watch this video or so i s f s i you know my guys didn't even know what that was, and because of you and then taking classes outside the fire department in the fire service, I was able to bring that back to my guys and so <clears throat> they were able to see some things that they probably wouldn't have you know um unless they got someone else involved
0: well, oh, that's great um because it is you know it is more fulfilling um i think mm-hmm. and 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 let me let me say this it's not that if you don't walk the path that that we did um that we would um you're not gonna have a fulfilling career in the fire service. That's that's not the um, that's not the message I'm trying to um, get here. Um, but what I am saying is that there is a there is a lot of value in seeing the bigger picture of the fire service. And then when you that could be a benefit to your crew when you come back to the crew. Um, and it could be a benefit in promotions, so it could be a benefit in a lot of ways, because there are there is a lot of ways to look at things, even though we principally all fight fire in the same way because water puts out fire. Air, too much air is bad for fire. That's a universal truth. Um, however, um, learning from others, exchanging ideas, exchange information, um, it's, it's a great way to uh, have a more fulfilling career when you get back to your. Your box of a fire, firehouse, you know.
3: Somewhere. Well, also it
4: exposes you to different leader types and different leader styles. And and it shows you, maybe this is a leader I want to be like. And maybe mm-hmm. you want to be in your department. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> run into some leaders you don't like. And you're mm-hmm. like, I don't ever want to be like that, you know? Right. So, you know. There's a lot of that you can take from.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you're right about that. And I'm glad that you were able to see it because it's one thing to experience it. It's another thing to try to explain it. And it's really kind of hard to explain when, um, because my initial thing before I got exposed to the fire service as a whole is that the fire department that I worked for at St. Louis was all I knew. And so I thought that was it.
3: Mm -hmm. That's all you
0: do it, that's it, whatever. And um, even now I'm finding out you constantly learn with the um uh, with the job in Collinsville in um, a couple of weeks it's gonna be a year already can't believe that, oh. but June the thirteenth but the um but what I'm learning is that in collinsville um we still have you know same stuff you got in St. Louis as far as firefighting concerns and and giving the delivering world class um uh, service to the citizens, however. We're spoiled in St. Louis when it comes to some of these other places. We have hydrants everywhere. We got the mighty Mississippi uh, feeding everything that in the confluence of the Missouri River. We have uh, we we got uh, we got 30 firehouses and all these pieces of apparatus. And and, and if I got a first alarm, I call for a first alarm. I can be a little more aggressive because I know everyone's coming to the party right now. Yes. You're a fire in the house. You could be, yonker, what you doing at the fire? You're a fire in the house, and you think it's somewhere near you. Everyone perks up, like I'm sure they do all over the place. But we perk up. we ready. we getting ready. we thinking, you know, what, what's the best way to go? Who's going to be there first, whatever. Like the first um,
3: one. one is out first yeah. one? Yeah, yeah. we yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: And so then by the time we hit the street, uh, we're already, you know, primed and ready to go. So we, we converge on it like just like ants, you know, to put out this house fire in forty seven minutes, you know. So we just do it. Um when you work in a community like Collinsville who does who don't have um that, as many resources or don't have a hydrant in every corner and, and all that kind of stuff, you have to get more a little more creative about um how the resources are deployed when it comes to, you know, kinds of types of things. So that becomes another learning curve that's complements of the fire service and not just thinking everything runs like the St. Louis fire department. Um, so it's been a blessing in that sense that like, wow, I took a lot of stuff for granted and now I have to re relearn a few things and, and get a lot more creative, which you would think coming from a, a, a a bigger city to a smaller city, things would automatically be easier, but it's not. It's more challenging because resources aren't the same, and you have to be more responsible with the mutual aid and the run cards and things that we have to deal with over there. So, so I'm enjoying that that particular ride, and and I like it because, you know, I'm always talking to you, and we're always discussing um being better at our jobs and all that. But the reason I can still say it because I have to continue to be better at my you know, and not just philosophical talk about it. back in my day, my day is today. <laughs> you know, so um, the um there in the fire service there are still Percentage-wise, a very small number of um, female firefighters, even smaller number of, uh, of officers on the job. And then you split that hair even more uh, when we talk about minority um, females on the job. So it it, it it whittles down pretty much compared to um, it being a male-dominated job and, and that kind of thing. Um and sometimes people interpret it as um, you know, females or can't do it as good or you you know you got your unique set of challenges. Um over the years I know we've talked and I know and and, and you've been if, if I can remember, listen to some stuff you have discussed with me. I'm not saying you have to discuss it here. Um But you've had kind of a storied career as far as gaining respect and and doing uh, what you need to do to be a a great firefighter and all. But, you know, tell me what gives you, I don't know, what what motivates you to keep working through um, some of the roadblocks that you deal with that maybe uh, I don't have to deal with or some of your male counterparts don't have to deal with um, being firefighter acting captain Jessica
4: Jackson Um some of it is back to the pride and being humble at the same time like I love my job. I love what I do and I want people to know that I can do it. But at the same time you know, you have guys coming at you and so I have to prove them wrong. You know, and I you know, from St. Louis, show me stay and I'll show you, but I can tell you, you know. And so, but at the same time, you got to be humble because you don't want to seem like you're doing too much. I remember a couple years after I got on the job, my captain explained to me that I had to quit doing too much. As a woman, we feel like we have to constantly prove ourselves. And so we're always doing too much to prove that we can do it. And he explained to me that I'd prove myself, you know, and I I can do like the rest of the guys. Um, And then in my district, yes. But when you go work with guys who don't know you, you know, still to this day, they'll question you. And um, luckily more so now it's guys that don't, Know me at all. Even the guys in the city that don't know me, they know of me or they hear stories of me. And so I really don't have to in the city, but it's more so when I do stuff with like the county guys who don't know me or I take like a hot class out in the county. Uh, When I say hot, that's hands on training. Um, And so, you know, I really have to step my game up like I would back in the day. Not so much now um, here city um but there was those times where i had to do more to prove myself that i can do it um where i don't now um i try to explain to some of the ladies on the job that when you get time on you don't want the guys to remember all your complaining and all your griping and you know, the guys now tell stories of me of stuff that I did. And, you know, yeah, that one day she took the tip right from me or, you know, one day she was pulling the ceiling and almost pulled the wall down or, you know, I want those stories being told of me, you know, not the uh, complaining and griping. So, you know, uh, being on a, a woman on the job, there's uh, times that you have to put your foot down and you have to. Let everyone know what to stand for, you know, um, but doesn't every leader have to, every leader has to do that, you know, um, uh, them know that you know we can talk mess and we can cut up and tell jokes, just don't put your hands on me, you know, and so stuff like that, like you gotta lay the ground, um, but I think that's the same with anyone as a leader, you know, you let people know what your expectations are you you know you uh. You know, be confident in what you do. You know, if you're going to make a choice, stand on it. If not, admit your faults. You know, and I think as a woman, I try to do that. Unbeknownst to, that is a great aspect of leaders.
1: That's pretty good.
4: I just love Um, the job. I, I think that's a benefit, that I love the job. I love what I do. Um, mm-hmm. If I was someone working, you know, working for the state, doing something else and I didn't like my job, you know, you're, the leadership isn't always the best because people are griping, complaining. They don't want to go to work. And, you know, luckily, I get to go in and make a difference in someone's life. So,
0: When did you figure out you love the job?
4: Mm, I didn't want to be a firefighter. I did.
0: Now, remember you saying this, so that's why I asked you. When did you find out you loved the job?
4: When I went to the eights, it was uh, the academy was the hardest thing I'd ever done in my life. Um, you know, it was supposed to be paramilitary. They kind of break you down to build you up. It wasn't as bad as what I heard of boot camp, but similar. And, you know, that was kind of rough. But I did it. I took it day by day and I did it and I found out I could do that. I was like, well, what else can I do? You know, and then I went to the eights and I was I was so lucky. You know, I hear we had a women's symposium last year. Um in Missouri. We have um just a little over um two thousand women in Missouri, female firefighters. And um they decided to put on a women's symposium and there was I they invited like a hundred women i think around 80 showed up and uh some of those women have horror stories i was lucky i didn't have that i had a really good crew um and the guys across the board in my district the guys like you larry at the eights, you know guys across shifts um really took me under their wing and taught me how to be a good firefighter so taught me what leadership was. Um, Some of them taught me the stuff not to do, (laughs) Uh, you know. And uh, so luckily, uh, I was able to learn from them um, the good stuff about the job, you know, that uh, leaving your stuff, leaving your bad stuff at home so you could be there for someone to help them. Um, Like Kevin would say, Kevin Shear was one of the best captains I've had. And it was bringing order to chaos. And so that's what we were just trying to do every day. And I was like, I already took care of the elderly. So this was kind of like a step up. <laughs> I didn't have to wipe butts no more. <laughs> now I just wrap them up them on. But no, it was just the fact that we're making a difference in someone's life. You know, that usually when someone calls 911, they're calling because it's the one of the worst days of their lives. You know, and so... You know, knowing that we could help, I learned that, like, yeah, I love this. I could do this. And working mm-hmm. 10 days a month helped a little bit.
3: <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. I was a single parent three kids at home. My kids were asking me, like, Mom, when are you going to go to work?
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, we're, so, trying to plan. we're trying to plan something, so go to work.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Oh, my son had. <laughs> but, no, yeah, that uh, – When I went to the eights and I got to know the guys and they made me play video games with them. I didn't play video games, but it was a a team thing. You know, speaking of team, you said something earlier about the dynamics of a crew. I don't know what you're talking about, but it made me think, you know, when it comes to dynamics of our team at the eights. Nobody was perfect. Everybody had their flaws. Everybody had their abilities, and it was just a cohesive team, and it worked. And I think that helped me love the job. Had I went to another firehouse to where maybe it was all older guys, and they were ready to dung, and they griped and complained every day, I would have fallen in love with it eventually. But a lot has to do with Dave Reineke, Garen Mosby, Steve Bauer, and Kevin Sheer. Them guys were phenomenal.
0: Um, I, think, I think a testament to 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 how good that crew was is that um, you're on the list. Gary made captain. Dave Rindke made captain. And so sometimes um, when you have a captain who um, works to empower his crew, and you get captains out of that, then I think that's a a lot of um, a lot of credit to Kevin's leadership. I used to respect. Because you did, you all were a group and know, you could see that just how you acted um, on and off the job. You know, with the gatherings, family gatherings, you know each other's families and things like that. So, and um, y'all still call Kevin Dad to this day. Yeah, you know, so uh, so that's kind of a. Oh, we uh, all
4: still we all still talk to this day. Seventeen. So we were together for eight years. So it was, what, nine years ago that we split up. People came to us and was like, are you guys okay? And we was like breaking up with family and stuff on and off this job. But still to this day, we still text. Um, If something big happens, something big goes on. Um, One of our guys got into an accident some years ago, and we're all texting each other. You know, it's still, you know, someone has a baby, we all text each other. So we're we're still like family, so... Well, that's the that's a fire department. One of the benefits of the fire department is that you do come away with family, like friends. Um, Larry, and David, Missy, Lane. You've now become my family because of the many years of us, and the fire service. So I love my job.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of uh, a lot of great overreaching things if you are open to that. You know, so um, it is great. Great family atmosphere, and when we lose, we all all hurt when we lost. I know when we lost uh, being Polson, you know. Um, uh, Jessica had been to the 13 so much over the years and just, you know, coming up and either working there or training or cooking or whatever, hanging out. So it was a loss. She felt like she lost a crew member as well. And I'm sure the whole fire department, St. Louis Fire Department, we all lost a family member um, but definitely it's more um it hurts more when there's somebody in your own engine house on your own ship. So um, that's you know, that's part of that family. If you do leadership right, then um, you know, everyone should feel it. If somebody dies on your crew, you're like, Yeah, hey, okay, what's the dinner? Yeah. <laughs> probably, right, right <laughs> probably right. Uh, probably not a good leader probably I mean, doing it wrong yeah. probably doing it wrong i'm thinking you know mm-hmm. so compassion yeah i'm not that compassionate but i mean that 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 hurts you know so you, you gotta have a heart you know?
4: i will um, say discussing leadership larry kudos to you too um there was a time in my career where i didn't have the best leadership in Luckily, I had Larry, and Larry'd be like, Oh, we're training on this today. And I would go on my day off and go to his firehouse and train with his guys just because I didn't have that at the moment. And, you know, I still wanted to train, I still wanted to be the best I could. And, and, um, I was still, granted, you did it back then, but I still do. Hey, last year I went over to the 29s and did forcible entry training with Jeff Waffelmeyer. <laughs> so, you know, but, um, you know, you got to be able to, if you can't do it for yourself, you also got to find the ways to get the information you need, you know? And so as a leader, I can't lead someone if I don't know how to do it myself.
1: What is that though? Because like recently, uh, there've been a couple of situations that I've been privy to where um, a person would have the opportunity to better themselves in a situation like you saying, I this is my day off, but I want to go and, uh, you know, do this training or whatever. And, you know, in the cases that I'm thinking about, um, the folks didn't, you know, do that, didn't have that. It's making me wonder about just the way things are today. I'm always telling uh, my wife and my family that, you know, now where it used to be is uh, you would have a spirit of excellence. Now people are striving to have a spirit of mediocrity. And so when I hear you say that, that's inspirational. And I'm just wondering if you can articulate what that is in you that makes you say, Hey, you know, they're having a training over here. I got the choice between chilling or doing something else with my day off or going over here and, you know, I- improving myself by training on this, this other thing. Um, can you put that into some kind of words like what that is that makes you do that?
4: I mean, everyone's different. And for me, it's just a drive to do, to be a better person tomorrow than I was today. Um, so that way, when I give back, I can give back the better me, uh, mm. for lack of better words. Uh, if I'm not mm. getting what I want, I seek it out. I am, um, Mm. I like to think that I'm not motivated, but then I look back at some of the stuff I do and I was like, well, I guess, I guess I am, Um, but I think Mm -hmm. it takes, you know, there's the fire service is weird. Um, There's so many different aspects to it as far as people go. You know, some people are followers, some people are leaders um some people just do what they have to do to get by because it's just 10 days, let me just do what I have to do because I have a whole other stuff I need to do for the 20 days. Um you know it it so I think it's different for everyone. For me it's just being the best me, the best firefighter, the best leader. You know, I have kids come to the firehouse. Um there used to be two women at my house. We used to have the girl scouts would come to our house so they could see women in the fire service. You know, and so I just want to represent me the best way possible. And I can't represent me the best way possible if I'm not staying on top of things. I became an evaluator many, many, many years ago with Larry. And uh, my whole drive in becoming evaluators is because I cannot test you if I don't know it myself. So it made me stay on top of my game as far as firefighter one and two and hazmat and all that stuff was. Because if um I'm testing you or teaching you, then I have to know it myself. And so it was one way of making sure I stayed on top of it. For those other guys that haven't picked up a fire one and two book in ten years. You know? And so I didn't want to be that guy. You know, um last time I was studying for the captain's test, Larry was like, well, you know, you always got to stay in it. Basically, like if you're starting now from scratch with no knowledge, like you haven't picked up a book in the last 10 years, you're already behind the game. So I was really proud because Larry asked me one day, he was like, you know, what are the five fire types? He asked me and another person. I knew him right away, but the other person didn't. And it's just a testament that I stayed in training. I stayed in classes. I stayed in teaching. I stayed in evaluating. And, uh that was just me now everyone's not like that they have a whole nother life they don't you know the fire department is just a job it's not like the fire service to them i think for people like me and larry and us you know um it's a it's it's a lifestyle it's not necessarily a job
3: that makes sense
1: i guess i'm speaking to it too and in, in things that i mean obviously we're talking fire service on on this uh show, but I'm saying, just as a person in your life, you know what I mean, like like trying to be the best you can at whatever you're doing, whether that's the fire service, whether that's what you do off the fire, you know what I mean it's just like that that thing is becoming more and more rare, so I commend you for that, you know what I mean, just to try and be the best person. You can be and then consequently that will make you the best firefighter or the best you know what have you but um but it seems like there's a contentment to to half-step humanity at this point you know and so that's that's
3: interesting
4: a lot of people just trying to get by you know as opposed to you know oh someone once told me that you know a candle when it lights it light is like will shine onto other things and make them brighter. And so in my mindset is I want to be that candle so that way I'm able to shine on other people and make them brighter.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. That's good. Um, Yeah, I think years, I always say I must be the dumbest firefighter ever because if there was something that I thought was going to benefit me or benefit my team, um, there are a lot of times there are politics in making that happen, whether you're trying to get your department to pay for it or you're trying to get somebody to work for you or you're trying to burn days or whatever to do. And sometimes it all worked out perfectly. Sometimes you're going to get the department to pay for it. Sometimes people owed you enough days that you could take the training or whatever. There was a lot of uh, things that fell in place. But more times than not with me, there were times that all this stuff just didn't fall in place. And I had to put some skin in the game, maybe, you know, burning a day or getting somebody to work for me or or coming out of my pocket or whatever the case will be. And with all that being said, I wouldn't take any of that back because it gave me such valuable information or catapulted me ahead of a lot of places where I didn't want to be stuck um, just because I just took the risk, you know, and didn't, didn't have to fall into it a perfect box of, you know, if it wasn't, if if I don't get this compensation of some sort, then I'm not doing it. Because anything, you know, we talked about this before, you want to know everything about something that will kill you. And at that point, you know, I'm not going to learn it because it doesn't fall into a particular matrix of compensation for me. And that's why I'm not going to do it, you know, because of the issue. So I can remember, uh, you know, just, being teased at the firehouse sometimes. Why you doing that? Well, we don't need, they don't take all that. Well, why you need that? Well, well, I guess you're just gonna be one of those smart guys. Well, you know, I'm just glad that didn't let it bother me. And I know they weren't necessarily being, um, just mean about it, you know, teasing or up like that, but because we tease at the firehouse, that's just what you do. But I just remember sometimes those, um, those teasing type of uh, uh, moments just made me want to do it more, because I'm weird like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Can't do it or why you doing it or whatever. And if I think it's getting under your skin, some kind of will give you something to talk about. I'm gonna do more of it. <laughs> so, so, you gotta I co- give, I, co- you know,
1: I completely agree. You are weird.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like 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 that. That's what. That, right, that's right, what right, I mean. right. yeah, I'm making. Sorry. sorry. No,
3: thanks thanks for like agreeing that. with. It yeah,
4: that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. And, well the, uh, the latest uh, I've been hearing is I'm a nerd now because yeah. every time I'm at the firehouse, my nose is in a book or on the computer, and so uh you know it's it's funny. I will say also, David, I think politics plays a part in some of it. Some of uh the departments are going through things and you know for like our department um I'm on a promotional list that's ten years old. And they've yet to promote off of it in the last year. You know, they're giving another captain's test. And so there's some frustration there. And like they're wanting to give new classes and they want some of us to take them. And there's people out here that I'm not doing it. You know, I'm supposed to be promoted last year. You know, they want me to take another test, you know. And so there's some politics in it too, because when you don't feel like you're What's the word I'm looking for? Um, appreciated. And um, you know, or they you know, then people can kind of get upset and you know, and they're like, Well, I'm not gonna do nothing for the job, you know, I'm just gonna do what I have to. And so I've been seeing that that and then the morale, you know, that plays a part. And if there's not morale in the department, then you know, people don't wanna go that extra mile.
1: And that's why I I agree with that. It's just that I've always taught uh, my kids and any students that I've had. uh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just saying, uh, I've always taught them that, you know, even though you might, your check might say, for instance, uh, St. Louis Fire Department or whatever, uh, you actually work for, you know, you might be working for Dave Inc., And so, yeah, I'm I'm sure that can have some impact on, um, you know, like how the organization will be treating you uh, or how you perceive that will be having some impact on your morale. But some of the things that you're doing and some of the stuff that we're talking about is you being a self-starter, which is the essence of personal leadership, you know. Um, especially when you start talking about that being proactive element of the model. That's, that's a thing where the genesis of your action and your advancement and your investment in yourself is within you, not from outside of you. So in that sense, you better yourself Regardless of you know what the organization is doing, how they see you, how they appreciate, it comes down to do you allow that to diminish your appreciation for you? And if you if you don't do that, then you'll still make these moves because you want to be you want to be better. Because here's the thing, and then I'll stop. But if the say the organization that is uh, eroding your morale suddenly has a road to Damascus moment and says, oh my goodness, we've been eroding their morale. Let's do a 180 today. And that happens. Then are you the firefighter you would have wanted to be had they been doing the the investment in your, uh, in you and in your morale all the time? You wouldn't be, you would now be at a deficit because you've been allowing your perception of the external factors to dictate how you are as a person or how you are as a professional or what have you when that should be how you are regardless, which only uh, underscores the reason they should be valuing you more, do you know what I mean? And so it's just, that's just, you know, that's been the way that I've always looked at uh, any job I've had or any uh in in, in endeavor that I've set out on and when i'm I'm teaching uh people are giving advice about that that's always my advice because you have some pretty you know uh shaky self worth if it can be very easily swayed by what you think other people think of you.
4: hey Larry, do you remember what my favorite word is? When you talk about it integrity. Mm-hmm
3: yeah integrity,
4: integrity. Yeah. Um, and that and that goes in with that that that's just in my integrity that um what i would do regardless of no one was looking if i wasn't you know being able to do it or you know anything else i'd still want to learn i'd still want to be better you know mm-hmm. be a better person tomorrow than i am today
0: yeah, you have to, um, you have to bring. As they say you have to bring your own weather, you know. And if everything is dictated by the weather, it's somebody else, somebody else's weather. Um, you're not, you're not, you don't have any chance of being happy or having any kind of um, joy or happiness. Um, and, and it's something you have to fight for. Sometimes I mean, you don't wake up every day motivated, whatever. But do you do you master complaining? and blaming abstract things or the system, or do you master um, developing your own weather? So no matter what you're going through, you weather the storm a lot better than you would. And um, so um, since that's all we can control, we can choose to control that, then we can we, we can be happy, um, I want say be happy with the results, but the results don't take you out. Because, and that's and part of the reason, Jessica, we were talking about a couple of segments ago with this is that working for the fire service, um, you, you kind of expand things. And you expand things if things don't work out here because you have such a, an expansive experience going on. One thing may drop off, but it doesn't affect over here too much. You could take the hit better because you fortified yourself with other things. Um, this don't work out. This promotional thing don't work out. What big deal to you? You're still excellent because you're still investing in yourself. You're about to get your degree, which creates other um, potential avenues, you know. Um, but if all you were doing was working for your particular fire department, and all it was was you getting that education when you came in, out the academy, and that was 12 years ago, and now your only hope for getting... Uh, any kind of advancement is you cramming everything from that book. Then, yeah, you are being wagged by the, you are being maneuvered. You are being used by the system because you haven't expanded, you haven't fortified and you haven't added to your value based on you. Cause you have to take care of you. you got, David kind of alluded to it first. Wherever you work, was the fire department, anywhere, you work for you. Larry Incorporated, David Incorporated, uh, Mommy Lane Incorporated. I'm I'm providing uh on this agreement services to whatever I choose my profession in. So if my brand is that strong then I'm going to bring the best uh me Larry Incorporated to the party. And then if this doesn't work out mutual between us, then I'm going to take my um, talents elsewhere, but the other day, when you bet on you, you have a better chance of surviving whatever that ebbs and flows or whatever that um, particular um, place you find yourself employed. But understand that, I mean, I I love being a firefighter. I'm a firefighter through and through. I love being a um, um, firefighter kindly, Captain kindly, Chief kindly. At the, but at the end of the day, I got an answer to Larry kindly. Cause that's who's in. It. Cause I wasn't born. I wasn't born with bars, and my mother didn't name me Chief. You know. Uh, uh, Although you know,
1: it was on the list, it was number three. Yeah, yeah I, know. I remember it was
0: Chief, and then and thank God my grandmother <laughs> saved her for right. that, that madness. Right. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is that 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 keeps your joy, that keeps your personal leadership, that keeps you coming to the party every day that you got to work your 24 hours and make it successful, because Jessica Incorporated, that's how she gets
4: down. Somebody just asked me the other day, so <clears throat> uh, David and Missy Lane. I don't know if you know, I'm on a current promotional list. It should have been promoted last year. That's why I'm in an acting captain's position. And uh, We're in litigation, so I can't really talk much about that, but then they're now giving another test so september 20th they're going to give another captain's test and so i'm taking it but i'm also college taking college courses someone asked me just the other day why are you taking the captain's test i said what <laughs> I'm like okay With that be said you know uh, i'm not going to put all of my ducks in one basket you know i i if the first thing don't work out, then I have the second one. If second don't work out, I have the third, and that's just you know, kind of reiterating what Larry just said. You know, it's you know, even though I'm on one list, I'm going to make you know top five of this this next list. Whether I get promoted this one, I'm getting promoted. You know, if all of us fails I put it in God's hands, if all us fails, and I'm not because like when I came on the job, I put it in God's hands. I didn't want to be a firefighter. So God, I'm going to put this in your hands as if what you want me to do, I will. Ha! Ah, there's no way I'm going to pass this test. When I got high scores and got on the job, I was like, oh, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I kind of feel the same. With this. If you put in the work, you know, I have put in the work. I'm still putting in the work. I have more work to do. You know, if for some reason I don't make captain, it wasn't meant to be. There's something else for me to do. But I still mm-hmm. also have college and I'll be done with it next year. So
0: as you were saying there, no, and uh, I was also. I told Jessica that you know whatever this test we shooting for number one. You know we're gonna do what mm-hmm. we can to get a number one, and um and, and and she was like oh number one that's like that's cute. So I said well um, I told you he was gonna kick butt in college, and and if uh, Jessica not gonna play, I'm gonna play. It, it'll be a year I think in August because I think I remember in August. A, she was, a,
4: year, a year this month.
0: A year this month, a year in June then. So for the whole year she's been in college, she's maintained a 4.0 rate on average. Mm
3: -hmm. Go ahead, girl. I "I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it.
0: (laughs) I said, you're going to kick butt and you're going to be a 4.0 student. You'll see. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. College has been so long ago. At college.
3: Online. 4.0, this one.
0: Mm-hmm. So my point is, is that you can do anything you put your mind to, especially her. So I'm glad that after 17 years, she's still um, learning. She's become a mentor to others and a leader to others. It's not just, you know, just going the job, doing the job. And every time she has a question, she calls me. There's a lot of stuff that I find out after the fact she did it. You know, I'm like, okay, well, great sometimes I don't agree but it's her it's her life her career and she does a great job of managing it but but what I always laugh at sometimes we have these discussions where she's having this self-doubt thing and I'll listen and listen and listen and I'll say I don't believe that I believe that this is going to happen and she'll say well that's that's a far stretch how can you believe I said I believe you could do it 4.0 great great point average steady not 4.0. 2.0 we' yeah, get back up in a like, like flat land, 4.0 the whole time and and, and I, I tried that I landed somewhere at three point eight so she's waiting sure for her to fail because competitive you know? <laughs> no
3: i'm'm'm'm
0: I'm, 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 I'm joking for you I'm so glad that um she's doing it she's stacking the deck and like you said no matter what happens she's are gonna be up and that all circles back. As we conclude, to
3: personal leadership,
0: practice of personal leadership, you're doing it, you know, and you epitomize what David and I teach. And I'm really glad that um, you do. I'm glad that um, that um, you know it's been a great 17 year experience with you, and looking to many more and see what we're going to be talking about in the future. Which, is- mm-hmm. so as we wrap this up, we're going to go around and uh, have some closing words from. Um, um, well, we'll start. We'll let Jessica have our closing words. And we have David, Mommy Lane, and I back up I
4: guess uh, the main—I guess—want me to say something about leadership. I don't know how to close out a podcast.
3: <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. uh, uh, Four I, I guess the main thing is it all starts with yourself. You know. Um, knowing who who you want to be what type of person you want to be do you want to be a leader do you want to be a follower not everybody wants to be a leader not everybody can you know and so it's one of those things that you gotta find out for yourself you know um if that's the route you're going make sure you find some leaders that you want to be like you know um that was in that class that i did that i made up and it was um about had a little bit of leadership and it It was talking about if you want to be a leader you go find those leaders I did I have Larry Conley's and Kevin Shears and you know these guys in my life uh, that I look up to and are great leaders and so you know not only do I learn from them I sometimes mimic them sometimes I think what would Kevin Shear do what would Larry Conley do you know, what would God do? You know, what would Jesus do? Mm -hmm. But, you know, those are all the leaders that you want to be like. And so, you know, until you develop your own leadership style and your leadership patterns, and, you know, that's the best way to get started for me.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Just addressing the thing about some people want to be followers. The interesting thing is that um, it takes a principally a degree of leadership to be a good follower not everybody is even a good follower you know if you don't apply those principles correctly your lack of good followership jacks the team up as much as a uh, lack of good leadership anyway um i'm really proud of you i'm really happy about you taking uh you know the initiative to to be the the better you um Seventeen years, and, and you're still standing tall, and that's mainly because you just are, you know, Because of
3: 63.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, but the, <laughs> the point is, uh, you you know, really, you're an inspiration, you know, in that way. Because I mean, I I I just been struck by that a lot lately about, um, about the complaint being on one level, but the effort to. To mitigate that complaint, as in you trying to do, uh, have the initiative to do better, to affect change in any situation, not being that. That is a prevalent thing now, and so it's very, very uh, inspirational to see somebody who is not operating uh, on that uh, wavelength all the time. And so it gives me, uh, you know, hope for humanity, if you will. But uh, so you know, I commend you. Uh, good job. Keep doing what you do.
2: My turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, madam Y'all did a good job just listening to you, but uh I want to really compliment Jessica for being persistent. And all the obstacles I'm sure that you ran into, being a female in a male-dominated profession, was very challenging. But you're still here. You're still in it and you're growing in it and you're you're exceeding in it. And so you keep that whole mindset up, you keep that whole, whatever was motivating you, you keep that going because we need people who can personally lead themselves as the boys are doing or the men, my my sons were doing, having personal leadership classes and all these kinds of things, that's where it all begins, especially when you choose to go into a profession that's dominated by people that are not like you. And so I'm proud of you for sticking it out all these years, coming as far as you have and succeeding, and you will continue to do that. You keep that same pace and that same mindset, and I'm pulling for you. Green.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to say that um, you know I know you say you look up to me, but that's not true. I look up to you.
1: Yeah. Mm. No. no, no, really.
0: Mm. No,
3: really.
0: Three. There's a lot of people that look up to me. But <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously, folks, you know. But uh, but I was gonna say that uh, <coughs> y'all, you all you're already. I don't want you to, and, and I've always tried to make sure that I talk to you in a way that you understood that um, you don't fit into anybody's box. None of us should try to. You, you've you already mm-hmm. won. Uh, whatever, However the future shakes out with promotions or whatever the case may be, um, you already won. And you already won, not because you're sitting around saying uh, the Lord is just gonna show me the way you you obviously have meditated prayed and you're actively doing things to um, make your life uh, better you you make your life personally you raise some some award-winning world-class children Uh, you got two great grandbabies um, in in here Um, you are a great daughter to your mother Uh, you're a great friend Uh, i I can't think of anybody I can depend on more when I need stuff, uh, professionally or personally. And So in a lot of ways, you've already won. You're already a winner. And what you don't need is a badge or a promotion or anything else to, uh, to uh, validate that. You've already validated it in just how you live your life with your integrity, how you live your life and just taking on You're one of the few people I know, because I've never done that before, but I'm going to try it. And then, <laughs> and then you know, like, you know, did Jessica invent the Tesla? Man, right? mm-hmm. <laughs> got
3: stolen. Mm-hmm. A girl named Elon, but the, the girl is
0: mm-hmm. so. But what I'm saying is that you, you've already won, and, and so you've already won because you've mastered your personal leadership and just keep on doing it. We all got flaws, we all got stuff we got to improve on, we all got things that we could do better. We all wake up every day with a chance to do it better. So I'm not talking about you perfect because none of us are. But what I understand is that you won. You came in to the eighth, uh, 17 years ago. Um, you know, we, we, looked at her, we looked at you and said, you were worth investing in. Garen looked at you. Alex Holt looked at you. I looked at you and Kevin Shear, And we all said, let's make this one a winner. And I think we've succeeded in, in, in what badge be damned. It doesn't matter. You've always, your winner already. So I just want you to know that coming from your mentor and, um uh, and that's something a mentor would say to me. Um, I got a few mentors, one main mentor just passed, of course, but, um, I just had to keep on, keep on keeping on, so to speak. But, um, but I'm glad that, uh, you believe in me because you've seen me believe in people that have paved the way for me. And I know many you talked about that not too long ago. It's hard to submit to somebody's teaching. You don't see them submitting to people's teaching. Um, so I'm glad that uh, I was able to model that and keep modeling it. But um, thank you for um, being the epitome of leader without without the promotion, a leader without the bad, because... You know, I know any time if I pull up just by surprise to a twenty twos, chances are Jessica got some ropes out, some ladders out, some hoses out. And she got some stuff she's training on. She got some books open. And she don't have to do it. She could very well be like I'm a motivated person on the list that may or may not go. Why should I be investing in, in any of this mess? But she does it anyway. And that, that 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 makes me very happy. And um I'm not emotional. Yeah, I won't get emotional, but that makes me very happy in that regard, you know. So keep doing what you do, keep leading, keep keeping your crew safe. And uh yeah. what's yours is yours. It'll come. David says it all the time. He goes to these auditions, what's his is his and what ain't is ain't, it's somebody else. But it's not here for everybody, you know. So keep doing it, keep pushing. Anyway, um, we're going to wrap up this segment and uh, check us out, um, bluenationldc.com, see where we are in the world. I know we're going to be at the Carl Holmes um, EDI Executive Development Institute, Then we got the Foods Convention coming up, um, and just a host of other places we're going to be. Um, if you got something for FDIC, please don't hesitate to submit it. Um, I think the deadline is coming up in a couple of weeks, so make sure you get it in so you can join us um, next year at the biggest, baddest gathering of professional firefighters and instructors in the world. Great five thousand strong coming out of Indianapolis every year in April in the Little Family Reunion we like to call FDIC. So um, check that out. Um, continue to support um a New segment in these podcasts. I'm, I'm liking it. You get to see who you're talking to, and uh, it's cool. Um, thank god. I mean, thank um, um a lot of credit goes to our new frivolous leader, um, Chief Dave Rhodes and um, and Diane. Feldman, and as they move ahead past um, us losing an icon in the business, so um, but have a great summer. Stay hydrated, um, stay safe. Keep um, training. Hey, if you're an officer, don't let acting Captain Jessica Jackson outwork you and outtrain you, you qualified official officer. Don't let her do it. Don't let the silver badge lead better than you. Don't let a silver badge outwork you, outtrain you. Don't do it. Uh, if I If I see it, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to laugh at you. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't let her do it, y'all. Don't let her out train you. Don't do it. She's doing it. So anyway, uh, so we'll see you with our next uh, uh, special guest in about seven weeks. And, um, and um, have a great summer. And um, stay safe until we talk to you again. Bye-bye. Good
3: night. Good night. Good night.